Hi folks, Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with another great podcast. We are at AWE 2019 here in Santa Clara, California, and we are wandering through all these wonderful, incredible booths for VR, AR, all that sort of good stuff. And we are here at the Scope AR booth. We're with the co-founder and CEO, Scott Montgomery. Scott, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing great. This is a fantastic show. Awesome, awesome. So you guys have this wonderful booth. I'm going to pan around the booth so people can see it. If you do come to the AWE show, uh, take and come to the booth. I believe it's 213? Uh, 213, that's correct. 213. And come see the Scope AR booth. There's actually something cool. I'm going to pan back here. they got a cool sort of a NASA spaceship thing. I'll... I'll Avia, maybe tell us what that's about. Absolutely. So, where can we find you guys on the interwebs? Uh, we're at our website, www.scopear.com, S C O P E A R.com. All right, Scott. So, what is uh, Scope AR doing at the show today? Yeah, so Scope AR really focuses on in using augmented reality in an industrial context. So, the idea is that we can overlay 3D models on top of real equipment to show you step by step instructions on how to perform some type of task. So that's a really intuitive way of learning how to do something. It's you know the way that uh, we interact with the, the world and, and, and sh uh, showing really visual instructions. Additionally, you can call into an expert who might be in a call center or maybe at home watching TV, and he can guide you through how to do, how to do something uh, as well using real-time annotations. So drawing on the real world to provide really simple instructions on how to perform some type of task. So who are like your end users? Who are your customers that you guys are marketing yeah, towards? Yeah, so th the guys that use the stuff in the field are generally uh, technicians. Um, on a manufacturing floor, factory floor, or even out in the field uh, maintaining equipment. Um, and then we've got an authoring software uh, that's in use by uh, uh, mechanical engineers or documentation specialists. And it's a drag and drop software that allows you to uh, really intuitively create content so that you can send that out to those workers. So it's like PowerPoint and just a drag and drop interface. So can they use it for training or is it just maintenance or both? Or yeah, absolutely. What are some I, of the use cases? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of our customers use it for training or maintenance or manufacturing assembly instructions. Okay. So if you think about how uh, we learn, we can enable just-in-time training. If you can show in instructions that are so intuitive that you can learn on the job and show you exactly how, what you're supposed to be working on at any given time, you can just go ahead and do it. You don't have to take time to watch training videos and do something repetitive so you remember it. You just learn on the job. And I think, I think this is so much more important. I've always been one of those people that I'm not a good book learner. I'm not a good teacher. Here's the board thing. It's like, show it to me, work me through it, let me do it. I'm very tactile that way. I've been that way with everything. And, and there are people that that's just the way they learn. Absolutely. And it's, it's probably a better experience because I think there's a lot that gets lost in book learning where, you know, once you get, you know, a physical product in your hand, especially probably for the business you guys are targeting where it's very expensive product and stuff, uh, you know, they really got to know how not to muck it up. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's that old pyramid about how much you learn. You know, you only retain like 30% of what you read and 40% of what you hear and 50% of what you uh, you see and then like 60% of what you do or something. I don't know. I got the numbers wrong. But that's really what we're trying to do here is, you know, we're trying to show you hands-on a task while you're doing it so we can avoid that repetitive learning. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to have to go... Uh read a book or do a VR thing to figure out the math you just gave me. <laughs> but no, I know, I know what you're saying. And, and certainly being able to work on products and stuff like this, 
So you guys have like this spaceship over here. It's kind of NASA. What is that about? Yeah. So one of our best customers is Lockheed Martin. Oh, really? uh, one of the best oh. use cases that, that we're, we're seeing is uh, building the next version of the spacecraft. So the Orion wow. spacecraft with with them. So they were uh, Lockheed Martin was nice enough to be able to do- donate that model. They dragged it out of a warehouse uh, nice. from somewhere so that we could kind of talk about it. Um, but Lockheed Martin's been fantastic for us. They've been uh, one of the sources of uh, some really great case studies and some pr- pretty impressive return on investment numbers. So they're they're talking about how they're doing things. You know, 42 to 46 percent faster than without the technology. Uh, they're showing increased engagement with, with, with workers. Uh, workers are staying in their jobs longer. They're not retiring, um, and they're just getting stuff done a lot more, saving a ton of money. Uh, so uh, they're having really great success. It's being used in every uh, business unit across Lockheed, um, and they, yeah, just a great customer that's really on the forefront of technology. So do you guys make a specialized sort of glasses that they wear, or no? We're software uh, only. Okay. Uh, so we're totally agnostic. You can experience our, our software on iOS or uh, tablets, uh, Windows, Android, uh, the Microsoft HoloLens, or RealWare. So we try to enable uh, the most workers to take advantage of our software as possible. Um, You know, obviously each of those mediums has different pros and cons. You know, uh, big glasses are are heavy and weighty versus just a phone in the field. So it really depends on how you want to use it. Uh, We try to enable that. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Now, I noticed another thing you've got up on your deal here is uh, remote assistance. And I suppose that's, that's like, if I've got a guy working on an oil field in, like, North Dakota, and we're in, I don't know, Tennessee with our headquarters or whatever, we got to get that guy trained. This probably enables them to get, you know, hands-on training without... Absolutely. I mean, one of the Tennessee. biggest sources of downtime is you've got this frontline worker that doesn't necessarily know what's happening. You know, he's, yeah. he's working on this piece of equipment. He hasn't been properly trained on every scenario because that's virtually impossible. And when something breaks down, you might have, you know, one or two or a handful of guys in your organization that really know how to solve that problem. So in the old world, you'd actually have to fly that guy out to North Dakota, uh, drive out there. You know, we're probably talking about 24, 48 hours, maybe a week of downtime before this guy can actually get there and solve the problem. And when he gets there, it's probably a five-minute fix. He goes and looks at it. He's like, oh, I know what the problem is. Let's just get that part. That part. Yeah. So if you can enable remote assistance, we can sh- uh, walk him through what the problem is. He can say, oh, yeah, it's this. And then using augmented reality annotations, he can draw on it and say, here, go here. It's this part right here. This is how you uh, wow. uh, 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 unwind it and, and, and pull this part out and replace it. Um, you can solve problems in uh, a fraction of the time previously. So some of our customers are reporting about 50% reduction in downtime with wow. that. Uh, one of our customers, uh, Unilever, uh, they're using this technology in one of their factories. And so the expert, the guy that knows what he's doing, actually wasn't that far away. He was on the same campus. He was about a 20-minute walk, uh, just in a different building. But the uh, facility is a clean room. They manufacture uh, good, uh, food goods there. So the problem is that this guy has to drop what he's doing, he has to walk over to the facility, and then he has to get to the clean facility. So it's hours before he can even get there to even start looking at the problem. Once he gets there, it's usually pretty simple. So uh, just by enabling the frontline workers, the guys that are already there looking at the problem, to have the knowledge transfer from that uh, that one guy that knows how to solve the problem much faster, they're able to reduce their downtime by 50%. Having knowledge silos in a company is really important. Absolutely. The, the biggest thing that we used to have was was always training employees, and usually we'd have to, you know, like you say, have a have a more experienced, more uh, uh, successful employee take and uh, uh, train the new employees and stuff. And then, of course, they have the database of information where they have questions like, "What do I do with this?" or "What's here?" or "I don't understand." And and people are more tactile and more visual learners. Absolutely. I'm a visual learner. I mean, if you show me. I can do it. If you put me in front of a book, I'm going to be like, and uh, and and if you're dealing with complex uh, property and complex uh, machines, I mean, you definitely want 
don't want to see me screwing up a hundred thousand or a million dollar absolutely unit. so yeah we've definitely heard a, a lot of anecdotes from our customers where we've saved errors uh mm -hmm. you know they were about to commit a, a million dollar mistake and because uh the augmented reality instructions told them didn't jive what they were about to do you know we saved that mistake um we've heard about uh workers doing their jobs more safely because they're not guessing yeah they're being guided through the proper procedure on how to do things not skipping steps um and you know so they're actually doing their job much safer and that's a great outcome for the workers too right don't stick your hand in the spinning gearbox yeah. yeah. So show <laughs> them the screen. Of, don't don't do to this. Turn off the power before exactly. you, you pull out the wire, right? Turn off the power. So this is pretty awesome. Anything more we need to know about Scope AR? Uh, we're just really excited. The uh, you know the industry has been a long time coming. We're excited to be on the forefront of technology and really solve these problems. You know, I think the world today has a lot of problems. We hear keep hearing a lot about the skills gap, and uh, conversely, we hear a lot about workers being put out of jobs. You know, yeah. GM closing plants, coal miners out of jobs, and we think this technology really has the ability to uh, get these guys back to work, to uh, enable them with with new technology. You know, if you don't have to go through years long training programs, and we yeah. can give you those instructions at the time of need, that's going to help these uh, uh, um, fairly unskilled workers or retrained workers get back into the job force more effectively. There are a lot of jobs, uh, are people that are going to need to, with automation, they're going to be retrained, they're going Absolutely. to need to learn new skills and stuff. And so AR software, anything they can use that can be much better. Because like I said, you put you put me in a classroom of any company that I ever worked with, and my brain just goes, it just melts into I think most goo. people would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so being able to learn and, and do stuff is everything. So give us the website that people can look you guys up at, please. Yeah, it's www.scopear.com, S-C-O-P-E-A-R.com. And you'll be able to see these guys. they got a really cool booth. They're AWE 2019. Come see the Lockhart Martin little rocket ship thingy they got there. And it's uh, booth 213? Yeah, 213. 213. Come see these guys. Tell them Chris Foss sent you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks very much, Chris.